This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp.com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Ashley Ann, biz builder and entrepreneur of KAA, also known as King Ashley Ann. Hey, Ashley, how are you? Hey, okay. I'm like super happy to be here. Yes, I am excited. How are you today? I am doing amazing. Okay. I'm so excited for us to be able to have this conversation. Y'all, if you follow her on social media, you see she got married recently. She got married the day before my birthday. So congratulations. <laughs> Newlywed season. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. But we are saying, you know, congratulations on your nuptials. Um, so today we're about to talk about all things King Ashley Ann. Okay. If you don't know, you're going to know by the time we get to the end of this conversation. All right. So Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Um, yeah. So I am Ashley Ann. I am a entrepreneur. Um, I'm an award-winning lecture event designer. I am a biz builder. I'm one of the top social media strategists in the country. Let's I've go. helped over 800 people create six-figure incomes. Over 170 of my clients have made a million dollars in under a year. Um, I currently have 12 clients that have had million-dollar months. And I have four clients right now that earn over $10 million a year. And I don't know everything, but I know a lot of things when it comes to <laughs> business and money, uh, marketing, sales conversion, mindset, all that good stuff. And so I love helping people get paid to do things that they like to do yeah. or they feel like they're called to do. And just overall helping people have a better quality of life, whatever that looks like, you know, for them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so I got started. I've always been creative. I've always had a knack for like design and decor and stuff like that. And um, when I was going through my graduate program, I had to do a feasibility study. Mm. And that's when I realized that I actually would be able to create a profitable business doing mm. event design and production. So I opened that. And then from there, I learned I was super good um, when it came to social media strategy and conversion and stuff like that. Um, and uh, probably about three, three and a half years or so after I started the event company, mm. I, opened, um, I opened up an agency and initially I just focused on Facebook ads. And then from there, I ended up getting into like just digital conversion in general. Um, and who knew? <laughs> Clearly, who knew? <laughs> All this other stuff would come from it. Um, but yeah, like, I, but it's it's easy for me because I, you know, everybody focuses so much on the sale, and I don't really focus on selling. I focus mm. on building out a community, and so that's what I teach my clients how to do. Like, basically, your vibe is going to attract your tribe. You build a community or find a community that you can belong to, and from there, like, really work on serving and connecting with people. And the sales, they're just going to fall in line naturally. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, that that's really what it's about. And so because I operate that way, I've been able to help people in a variety of different industries and businesses. So, um, you know, some people are like, oh, I only help beauty professionals or I only help doctors or I only help, you know, uh, medical agencies. Or yeah. It's not like that. If you want to make money with your I social media or through a digital channel, I can assist with that. I love it. I love it. You know, generally right um when you start in one area with most people you start doing something that you like something that seems like oh I could do this and then you find what your your, your sweet spot is what they call it right they find you find a thing that you're really really good at and then that's the thing that you like I could do this all day in my sleep in my you know backwards forwards upside down all of that stuff like this is the thing that you know I really love so what was the turning point for you like doing I told you offline I saw you know that the, the event planning thing and I was like oh I didn't think that I didn't know that and you said like oh that's how it started and then I realized I was actually good at this so when you how did you know like this was the transition you wanted to make to like focus specifically on um, social media strategy and building people's businesses. So I'll be honest, I don't even have like some deep I went within <laughs> do it. No. So what happened is people kept coming and asking me for advice and tips and information. Mm. It got to a point people were like, they don't even make a move unless they call me and talk to me. And what was crazier is these specific people all had business coaches that they were spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars with. Wow. Um, and then I went through this other person's, this other influencers program. They're going to remain unnamed, but basically they got me for a few bands. Cause when I say baby, that course didn't have a bunch of nothing. <laughs> in it, have a bunch of nothing. And I thought to myself, I said, they got the audacity to come out here and put this out. Listen, and put this out. I sure know better get some audacity because I actually have information that helps people. Yeah. Start looking at I'm like, if all these other people are getting paid, but I'm the person over here helping them, mm. you know, 
accomplish the goals, that don't really make a lot of sense. And so that's literally how I got into, you know, helping people with ads and social strategy yeah. and, you know, business development and stuff like that. But it was not, it was literally like, Basically, I felt like I was doing work for other people. Other people are getting paid, but I'm the person doing the mm -hmm. work. And I was like, this don't make no sense. And I like, if they get paid and they out here offering a bunch of nothing sandwiches, I sure <laughs> enough should be able to get, get paid. But that's but a word right there, <laughs> all together, right? Like you said, how many times has somebody called like, uh, I seen you do X, Y, Z. Can you help me with blah, 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 right? And then you like, yeah, yeah sure. And then you realize wait a minute, like, this is something I could do. Like, if, if 10 people have now called me about this one thing, I must have some information. And like you said, when you go and you look at other people's stuff and you're saying, like, this is not even uh half of the information that I actually know, but you out here charging all of these people for, you know, and then they still have to do more work and more work. Right. And so um, mm -hmm. even in that, you know, we always have to ask this question because it's a part of slaying self-doubt. Um, how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Um, I probably, I feel like more initially when I started on the event side, Okay. Not, not even on the social or the digital, but definitely on the event side, because my style and the way I decorate is very unique. Mm -hmm. um, and I was <laughs> not sure if other people would be into it. Mm -hmm. And I was quite progressive for my time. And then specifically in the area of the country I live in. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. We're, we're <laughs> adapt things here. yeah mm -hmm. and so I was I was like what if people don't like it what if I can't get enough customers you know to keep the lights on like I was in there yeah. um but then I also had to start countering that every time I had that thought and said well what if it does work mm -hmm. what if there's a section of people out here and they've been waiting for what you have and nobody was here to service them what if things actually work out, you know, better than you expect them to? Mm -hmm. And so literally that was how I started the process of kind of eliminating myself doubt. Every time I had a crazy thought, I would like literally counter it out loud. And if mm -hmm. I was eating or something and I couldn't say it out loud because it was inappropriate, I would write down the opposite of it. Mm. So I really like I got very intentional about forcing myself to not, you know, to not just kind of get in that spot of yeah. and stay there. No, that's so good. Cause I, the, my next question was going to be like, what practical tips did you have? But I love that. Um, the saying it out loud, right? Because lots of times it's just this quiet voice that's in your head. That's telling you these things that they're saying, no, no, you can't, or, you know, had given you all of this doubt, but once you say it out loud, um, there's power in that, right? Cause it kind of just gets out of your system. I tell my clients all the time, like, you got to say it out loud. Like the first thing is like, what are you afraid of? What, what is the worst thing that can happen? Right. And then tell yourself the truth. Is that, is that the worst thing? Even if that was the worst thing that could happen in your mind, like how bad is it? Right, like, really, how bad is it? That's um, it's, like, it's like, are you gonna die? Right, it's yeah, like, exactly. Else, is anyone else gonna die? If it's, okay. as, as long as ain't nobody hurt, we good. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I did was like creating action steps is really mm -hmm. big for me. So whatever it is that I want to accomplish, I realized that some of my anxiety or my self doubt was coming because I didn't have a plan. It's like I mm. didn't know what 
anticipate or what the next step was. So once I started creating action steps, so I knew, okay, I'm supposed to call this person. I need to email this. I need to research this information. I need to go find these five people. You know, I need to get these 10 supplies, whatever it was. Yeah. But it gave me like a strategy, like literally mapping stuff out that really, really, really assisted me. And so that way I wasn't like, oh, what if this? No, it's going to work because here's my plan. Here's mm -hmm. the step and this is what i'm doing next and i also think I, I, that is powerful as well um because the lord says write the vision and make it plain right so we gotta oh, write it down okay. all right um but i also think it's important because then it's also you know a lot of which i talk about often on here a lot of the self-doubt that we have and the anxiety that we're feeling is this sense of lack of control right so when you have a plan and you're following it this literally that plan that you're you're structuring for yourself um that list is literally the the only control you have right and yeah. so if you do these things then you're you're responsible for your part and so if i write down my part the rest is the rest is up to him i, I don't handle control over like you say i if i need to make a phone call okay who's the people i need to call yeah i'm going to make these phone calls i'm going to do whatever it is i need to say but on the other end i can't make them say yes I don't right. have no control over that, right? So focusing on the yeah. end um is completely that's that's a another like that's that's not even my business, right? And you know, this year I have coined uh 2023 as the year of doing because in this slang self-doubt journey, we get so caught up in the what if this, what if that, that we don't do. And so making that list forces you to do, which means that you're remaining in action, right? You're continuously, and if you focused on just doing you can't even be worried about the results because you're busy. The only That's time right. we get stuck is when we ain't got nothing to do, right? And we just out of time, right? You just over here thinking of all the things, but you ain't even moving. So I love those, like the practicality of saying it out loud, writing it down and creating a plan for yourself. Um, that is, yep. Mm -hmm, that, that is, <laughs> those are the steps that happen within the slaying self-doubt journey. Those are what I tell my clients, like, this is what you need to do. And you have to do the work, right? In order for you to be able to see the success that you would like to see or the results that you want to see, right? That like, you can't, you can't predict the outcome. You can only control what you can control, which is you, me. Yeah. That is it. And I would say, doing the work and doing the work consistently because mm -hmm. a lot of times when I look at people, they're not consistent and they don't show up for themselves every day. So they may like, Oh, like, you know, I'm excited. It's the new year and you may get a week, maybe two weeks of effort out of them. And then after that, boom, you know, it's back to what it was before. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, here it is, you know, a month has passed, three months have passed, six months, and now it's another year. And you're uh -huh. in the same position that you were before because you didn't show up consistently for yourself. So I think that's the other part is just being willing to like every day, like work at it. You know yeah. what I mean? So let's, let's talk about it. How do you remain consistent? You know what I'm saying? Like when, yeah, how do you remain consistent? <laughs> I'm going to say being disciplined, you know. Mm. I know everybody that I was like, how are you motivated? I'm not motivated. Yeah, like, I don't think anybody's motivated 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. um, if they are, they're a very unique butterfly, <laughs> very rare person on the planet Earth. Most of us are disciplined. Mm. And it comes from being focused on what the overall goal is, right? 
being able to tell yourself that even though you can't see something happening, you know it's working for your yeah, good. You yeah. can make progress. Uh, also, a big part of being consistent is what you feed yourself like. What are you listening to? Mm. For instance, like this podcast is a good it's good information to listen to. You know what I'm saying? It's good for this to get in your mind, in your soul, in your heart, like to even be able to pull from other people's experiences and yeah. say, well, you know what? These five people or these 10 people or everyone said before they got to their breakthrough, before they hit their goal, they felt X, Y, Z. I feel mm -hmm. that way now. Mm -hmm. I keep going because I know I'm close to it. So definitely like guarding what you listen to. Like yeah. Music, shows, all of that. Um, the next thing is literally even I put it like this. I don't no one's 100, you know, all the time, but literally, even if you have to take a break off a break today, because, you know, it was just too much or maybe you're sick or something happened with one of your kids. Yeah. Commit to yourself to say, OK, I missed that hour today, mm -hmm. but I'm going to pick that hour back up tomorrow or I'll pick that hour up two days from now, you know, so I can make yeah. up with. So literally that and the other part is creating the time. Mm. Um, it's you're, it's going to be impossible to be consistent if you don't create the time. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is we get so busy with other stuff and other people's requests and all of our little projects and whatever is happening. And so creating the time for you may look like waking up 30 minutes before everybody else when it's quiet and before your phone rings or before your kids bother you mm -hmm. or your mom ask for something or you have to go to class where it's like, okay, this is my 30 minutes where I get to just focus specifically on my goal. You know yeah. what I mean? Business or financial or physicality or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I would say creating the actual time or if you need to put it in your calendar, the same way you would put a doctor's appointment on the calendar or an important meeting on the calendar. Nope. On Tuesday at two o'clock from two to three 30, that yep. is the time. I work on my business and I don't take any other calls. I don't take any other meetings. I don't travel to other places. I am here to do this because my vision is just as important as everyone else requests. Yes. That did she listen, y'all? Because I, I read a book a while ago that was like, uh, you know, you put the stuff on your calendar, whatever you put on it. When we say we don't have the time, you approved all the time that you using. Right. And so if you say yes to somebody else, you saying no to yourself. And lots of times as wives, mothers, women, we have a tendency to feel like everybody else's needs are have to be before ours and then we find out when we, we sick or when something that happened and you're like no i need to take care of me and constantly you are hearing people tell you the same thing you have to take care of yourself first you have to pour into yourself in order for you to be able to pour into others especially if you're doing work where you're working with other people you can't serve from an empty cup if everybody's supposed to be getting your overflow well child that's not it's not, it's not gonna work <laughs> anytime you're trying to pour from an empty cup you operating in dysfunction yeah every single time okay. every single time so what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before <laughs> so much about myself uh first thing i would say that i've learned about myself is that i um i'm a lot stronger than i thought mm. i was um, I'm a lot more resilient as far as having the ability to bounce back and keep getting up um, when other people would quit. Um, I also had no idea that I was such a patient person. Um, when 
I, I don't freak out. I don't think it's not going to happen. I don't panic. I just, I'm like, hey, it, it's going to get there. Mm. Even if it takes, you know, six, eight months, six years, longer than what I thought. Yeah. I know it's going to work out. Um, very organized, that I'm super tactical. Um, I'm really good at making a plan and executing on it. Mm -hmm. I'm ridiculously focused. No matter what has come my way, like no matter what illnesses, no matter what emotional instability, no matter what like trash relationships, no matter the disappointments, um, no matter like life events, shocking information, people, you know, very close to me, like transitioning off of this plane, mm -hmm. you know, like no matter what came my way, I was still able to say, okay, this happened and I'm going to deal with this. But also, I got to keep going. I yeah. got to stay focused. And unfortunately, the majority of people that I meet don't have that personality trait and that capability. And I'll be honest, that's really what defines successful people that hit their goals from people mm. that don't. Like, literally, I don't know one super successful person that when things don't go their way, they just throw in the towel. Mm, mm. You keep going. Yeah. What happens in your life? Yeah, I think, but but I so I agree, and I also think that something that you said in that is that the pausing, right? Even you're still moving, but you yeah. acknowledging what happens. Where where I think the uh, the problem comes in is where people think they don't have to acknowledge it. Like like they kind of like uh push it to the side or push it down, right? Versus like. You go, if I'm a, like, if, you know, just like grief. Okay. So if I'm grieving, like, let me acknowledge that I have some grief. Let me acknowledge what this, what this situation is. But like you said, like, but ain't there still more work to do, right? Like whatever it is. But I think what happens is people just be like, I'm gonna just push it down. And what, and then when it becomes too much, then it, they explode versus being able to take each time something happens, deal with it until it's complete. And everybody's completion time is different, right? Somebody else mm -hmm. may say, okay, I only need a couple of hours to be able to process this, deal with it, know what I want to do with my feelings and be okay. And someone else, it may take them a day or two, right? But yeah. the difference is, is that you can't sit in it, right? You can't, that's what happens. Then people just sit in whatever it is that, that disappointment no matter what the disappointment is they sit in the disappointment and then it becomes a a pity party and it's oh well it's me and these things are, and then like you said you're never able to kind of regain any momentum versus being able to say like yeah I'm disappointed and I still have because if you have somebody to take care of right I, I can be disappointed but my kids still got to eat you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You would still have to go to work. You would still have to. And I think sometimes in this entrepreneurship journey, you know, people think they have a, like, we got unlimited time, right? And I always am like, God gave you something, but if you ain't going to use it, trust me, he will take it back and give it to somebody else. And Absolutely. if he can give it to somebody else because you over here wait until you feel better, you're not going to always feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't, I don't think that people understand though that like whatever is supposed to come into fruition is going to come into fruition whether you're a part of it or not. Absolutely, and I absolutely, positively believe that thoughts and ideas are transferable. And if it's sent to you and you don't do anything with it, I do. I think it gets sent to another person that's going to act on it. 
Oh, I definitely, I know I, it was like maybe like a year ago, um, I had somebody text me and was like, are you at this conference? And I was just like, no. And they were like, um, I overheard somebody saying something about slay self-doubt. And I said, what now? You know, that this is before I got it trademarked. And I said, oh, not on my watch. I was like, okay, <laughs> Lord, you ain't got the, the that's enough right there. Like, shots fired. Like, right. better, I was like, you better get out here and do something with this. <laughs> I said, okay, I got you. That was very clear. I was like, let me call this attorney. Okay, we get this started because what I don't want to happen is for you to take this away. And I was like, and it was too close because here I am doing it. And the minute someone says, I thought that was you. It's like, are you here? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm at home. Like, but you know, it's such a, I mean, clearly it's a, but I'm like, if you recognize that phrase and you thought of me, how many other people would recognize it and think of me? And I'm over here being like, well, I don't really know if I'm supposed to do it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, no, I'm done. You get, don't, don't you even worry about it. <laughs> that is my Done. <laughs> done. Period. Okay. We are, we are good. So let's talk all things King Ashley Ann. Um, first, let's talk about the name. Okay. Like, hi. <laughs> Because, of course, automatically, you know, people would think Queen Ashley Ann, like, or, you know, it's like, like would it, let, let's talk about that first. <laughs> right, but the Queen Ashley Ann, it don't even sound right. Don't I know even, it don't, right? <laughs> it don't even flow right. So, basically, I, um, so my old handle used to be Ashley Ann Speaks, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, for people to book me, like, for public speaking engagements and workshops and stuff like that. And so, um, I had started up late night business and we were helping a lot of entrepreneurs and I was like I gotta get something that kind of fits more you know what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was trying to think of a new name and the first time I ended up seeing um, a crown and it was like a I get stuff in threes and it was mm-hmm. like a king or, or something like that then we were at the Galleria in Houston because I actually was headed to an event um, to speak and I bumped into this man, like, I mean, I'm talking like literally just like random. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but on his shirt, it, it said king of something. And it had like two crowns. Um, and then literally I'm in my YouTube and this story about King Peggy shows up in my timeline. So I wanted to go and investigate. And I found out that there were all of these women kings. Mm. Um, I go and I look up the definition of king. And king is actually a position or title of power. Oh. It didn't have a gender attached to it. Um, it did say typically it's a man, but it didn't say it's exclusive to a man. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, that'd be like if a woman ran, became the president of the United well, States. It would then, be the, she would still be the president. Be the president. Yeah. Like, so I was like, okay. So then I went and looked up queen and queen actually by ne- definition said a position or title that holds no power, typically the wife of a king. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going to be one. <laughs> I'm not speaking no power in my life. I was like, I'm not doing that. So I continued to do my research all the way back into the pharaohs. And even the women pharaohs, they were still pharaohs. It wasn't like people called them pharaohnets or something <laughs> like that. Right? They were still right. So that made me more comfortable with embracing like the dominion. Yeah. That I- Life. And I was like, it's settled. I was like, it's King Ashley. And my sister was like, I like it. She was like, it sounds good and it feels good. I said, it feels good to me too. And that was it. Let's go. But uh, hold on. Just the, the lesson that we just got to hear is that the, the, the queen has no power. And 
that is that right there in itself just made me I, I mean clutch my pearls because that, that that is more like you say you're the you're just the wife of the king the person in power even mm, that is very interesting very very interesting i like it too right um now i know queen regent on the other side right that's more of like a ruling queen but mm -hmm. that's that's a westernized thing all of the people before, if there were women and they were in that role, they just had the title, whatever it was. And lots of women back in the day, um, especially on the continent of Africa, they chose to go by king because people did not, other rulers did not respect oh, the title queen. Mm, we just got, y'all just got told something today okay so i want you to want that to go ahead and marinate in your spirit before you be out here calling women queens okay just no we need that we need our power okay we need our power so that was a side note so i wanted you to talk to us about what it is that you do you've given us some tips that i can already tell and how because some of the questions i wanted to ask as you were sharing about like how you you know your um remaining consistent and disciplined and how you were handling yourself doubt as it was showing up. I was wondering when you were sharing that, like, are these some tools and um, like tools that you're teaching your clients and how they should be running their businesses when these things kind of come up, you know what I'm saying? Like what, when, when they're scaling their businesses and doing these things, um, because I believe this self-doubt shows up and, and, you know, at different times, um, mm -hmm. it's always something that we're slaying for the most part. Um, whether or not those things kind of trickle into what it is that you're teaching people. Absolutely. Positively. Cause at the end of the day, you're the leader or the owner of your business. So if you're not feeling good, if you're, strategic mind is kind of kaput, right? If your vision has become cloudy, it's going to affect the overall path that everything, mm -hmm. you're just not going to be able to accomplish things. And also when people are like kind of inundated with self-doubt, you'll notice that they start to make very bad decisions mm -hmm. um, because honestly, they kind of slide, not kind of, they slide into panic mode. Yep. So, it's very important to keep people confident in their decisions and their products and their abilities and the actual process. Um, and systems help a lot with it. You know, like literally having your um, SOPs in place, having a, you know, on the automated side, I believe in human element, but I do believe in automation, especially for solopreneurs mm -hmm. or very small teams, right? So being able to tap into the power of automation having an order for yourself as far as like that day, what you're running. So that way you're continuing to accomplish things on your to-do list. Yeah. So therefore you're, that helps you stave off the self-doubt. If you see that you're making progress, you're going to have way less self-doubt than mm -hmm. somebody who feels like they're, they're stagnant and they haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's just like what we were saying earlier, like when, when you were talking about creating a plan, like if you're moving forward, you don't have time to be focused on anything else because you're doing right. Like mm -hmm. as long as you're doing, then um, the rest is like, oh, you know, you you miss all the other stuff that doesn't they don't they, you don't get caught up in the things that don't matter. Right. The 
the the falling down the social media rabbit hole you know having people wrapping you up when you talked offline about being present and what it you know and what you're doing and how you know when your phone is on if it's you know not in work mode or not on airplane mode that you're able to just really hone in on what's happening at that very moment so that you can see it to completion um versus you know somebody give you a cold and now you try and figure out you know oh what's happening over here and you know it's just kind of throwing you all um but yeah so I see that you offer lots of things and you do lots of things so let's tell the people what it is that you offer what do you do and what can you do for them um and it looks like you do a little bit you do a lot of things little bit for a lot of people that's what yeah that's what I say (laughs) yeah so um basically I help people ultimately figure out their target audience and the proper offer for that audience. And then once we get that done, the system and how it's going to be offered and then scaling that. Mm. So, you know, I have a sector of people, I consider them beginners if they're making under $25,000 a month in profit and we help them get everything set up and going in those initial sales. Um, And then, you know, my one-to-one clients were normally focused on scaling. So Mm -hmm. those are, they're trying to get to a million, two million, ten million, fifteen million, whatever. And so that's when we really get hyper focused on like their advertising campaigns, the relationship they have with their audience members, trying to see if we can shorten down conversion times, you know, all of that good stuff. But yeah. that's that's the that's the quick and dirty. So if you're a beginner, like I'm talking about, don't even know what your product or offer should be, mm-hmm. we help them. And if you're looking to scale. I assist with that too. Um, But again, you know, and more specifically people that want to use social media or the digital channels to be able to create, you know, an, an additional stream of income for themselves. Yeah. That's really, that's really who I assist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's everything like everything from helping you put together a daily routine and finding time in your day. So that way you can create whatever it is you want to create all the into making sure your business is structured properly so that you can get funding, um, you know, for Mm. your projects um, all the way down to how do we get your first 10 sales or with somebody more established? How do we turn, you know, your 10 sales into a hundred thousand sales that year? So anything involved on the business development side, that's pretty much what I do. And that, you know, encompasses a lot of different things. I told y'all I said she do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, she helps a lot of people. What did I just say? Like, look, it just literally. You said I do. A you little. do a little bit of everything. Yeah, you do a little bit for a lot of people. See, you, you know, to, yeah. I was like, hold on, I just lose that. <laughs> okay, so what I was going to ask is, you say something as you were talking about this, and in the be- beginning, um, that your vibe is your tribe. And so I want to talk really quickly about how important it is to build community because that's what you say. Some of a lot of what business is is building community and building you know your tribe and your people so um i want to talk about how why that's so important and like maybe like two things that people could do quickly who are listening to the episode if they just want to start you know building because a lot of people i've talked to a lot of people that like that's like their biggest struggle like i don't know who my people are i don't know who i'm blah 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 and also i had somebody recently i was talking to who was just saying like um 
you know, she wanted to do like post more on social media, but she felt like she was doing the most, right? Like, uh, however she re- re- um, worded it was just like, I just don't want to be, oh, she's that overbearing. That's what she said. Um, in what she was talking about. And I was like, well, how do you show up to your clients? Because for me, you will get me like, you're going to get me no matter what. You're going to get me every single time we have a conversation in person, on a podcast, in a client session. I'm going to show up as me. If I were you, or if I was your client and you showed up one way on social media, but then in our one-on-ones, you a completely different person. I'm going to feel like I was robbed. Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Right? It's fluke, right? That's just my personal view. But I want to ask you, like, why is it so important? And, um, you know, what are some steps people can do to start to build their tribe? Yeah, like, you absolutely right, though. You got to be authentic. People want what they want, the experience that they're having. And that's also a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. People think branding is just colors and logos, but it's not <laughs> how people feel when they have an interaction with you or your company, no matter if it's the product or social media, an in-person event, a customer service query, it doesn't matter. The interaction and the thoughts that they're having, that is really what your brand is. That's the yeah. So being authentic is going to be step one and is going to keep you from being exhausted because social media mm. has some energy. And normally when you're out here faking and fronting and trying <laughs> to do something that you're not, it is exhausting. It, you will have a, such a challenging time mm-hmm. trying to, you know, trying to connect the dots. Um, so that's 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 that on that thing. But as far as tips, you need to really think about who is using your offer. And when mm-hmm. I say who, I'm talking about like how old are they? Where do they live? Why are they using it? What do they use it in conjunction with? What are they using after? What do they use before? Um, what's the challenge like and how does that customer define what their challenge is or the goal that they would like to accomplish? Mm. If you answer any of those questions, you're going to have a real hard time selling. You should know everything about your customers forwards and backwards and backwards and forwards. Yeah. The next thing, once we learn who they are, you're going to be hyper-focused on the language that they use. A lot of people discount how important words are mm. and you know, being able to get someone to buy into whatever it is that you want them to buy into, that comes from using the proper language Mm. um, and terminology. So always, it was so funny to me. I remember um, I had put up some posts or something on Instagram and my, my audience is in between like 25 and like 48. And it doesn't mean I don't have outliers. I definitely have 50s and 60s in the kingdom you know we have some 17 18 year olds in there Mm -hmm. but like 80 percent of my audience they're between 25 and 48 and so somebody wrote underneath one of my posts says i sis you ate and i was like oh thanks and the older people were like what did she eat i I missed it what what i what what are you guys talking about what is she like they literally did not understand you know what i'm saying they didn't they didn't get it they didn't get it so language is important because if i tried to make an ad or a post or a meme or something or i put in an email you know what i mean yeah like and i try to use that terminology the older people in my audience would be like what yeah who what 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 time is dinner? (laughs) They're looking for a plate, okay? Compared (laughs) to someone younger, they're not going to feel that way. So the language, 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 
is important and being able to describe things in the words that your audience uses. Mm. You want a bang up sales page, use your audience terminology. You want a bum ad, use their information. You want to get people in your live streams, you have to use the language that they are using so that way it resonates with them and is relative to them. Yeah. Then the last tip that I would give whenever it comes to building community, whatever your free 99, aka your lead magnet or your free gift, whatever you want to call it, whatever that is, make it worth somebody's while. Just because it's free doesn't mean that you get to be lackadaisical about it. Yeah. This is their first interaction with you. And this is the first opportunity you have to build trust with your community. So you need to make sure whatever it is that they're getting, they need to feel like they robbed you. They need mm. to feel or getting it for free. And mm. if you haven't created something that's a banger like that, then go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I, those were really, really good. Like I'm over here, like <laughs> mentally taking notes, like trying to remind myself, girl, you were in a in an interview. Like, <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> um, but no, that those are really, really good tips. And I, I love that the the language part, right? Because a lot of times, um, you know. I'm getting older, right? My kids are teenagers now and they be saying stuff and I be like, oh, that mean X, Y, and Z. They be like, it don't mean that no more. So you also got to know that there's some words that I'm an 80s baby that we've been using in the 80s and 90s that these kids did now. Now that is not what that meant in 92. I don't know how y'all changing up our words. (laughs) That's a whole new definition. Right. And you be like, oh, so that's not good no more? Oh, okay, got it, got it. So yeah, no, I think it's very important that you speak, like you said, speak your people's language your tribe's language what it is that they know but that's a part of that like no trust factor right like if mm-hmm. it and, and that authenticity right if it, it doesn't feel right people can feel when you being inauthentic like they just yeah. know so you you can fake if you want to but people gonna know something don't seem right i don't know what it is i can't yep. put my finger on it that's what that is when you can't yep. put my finger on it but it don't seem right okay well that's why i'd be like this is me you're gonna get all this dmv every single time you meet me that's that's what what it's gonna be. I can't be nobody else but myself, and, and it's and a win should, every single time. <laughs> right, and you shouldn't have to be nobody but yourself. I it shouldn't have to be. be. Like I like her, yeah. <laughs> right? They, and, they, I, I, and I and I say this: even if people don't necessarily like who you are, I'm not gonna lie. They have to respect mm-hmm. you for being yourself. And you know, I think in the social media streets. People are trying to wonder. They're like people looking for like some magic formula or some it factor. It's not. Most of the people, like, like don't get me wrong, you got the ones that are faking and frauding and put up putting up a facade. But All people right. there that are sustainable, people that are able to, you know, kind of withstand whatever comes at them, you will notice that they're being themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's easy for them. Yeah. And and so if you can just hold on to that and not get caught in you know for the listeners like if y'all can hold on to that and not get caught up in well she's doing this or he's doing that so I need to modify and change myself to fit that you are going to like when I say you're going to win you're going to win and your pace may be a little bit slower but you are going to be able to be the last man or the last woman standing and I know experience you know what I mean and I get it um, you know, sometimes it looks like people are just doing so amazing, but a lot of them, you know, you don't, I'm gonna put it to like, to you like this. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors Absolutely. and every, everybody ain't faking in front for the gram. 
But there are a lot of people that we've seen, especially during the pandemic, mm -hmm. that people thought were doing so great and they got exposed big yep. time. Yep. And then those of us that were really about that life, baby, we were just swimming like fish in the water. Mm -hmm. We were just going on about our business, ain't skipped a beat, yep. ain't missed nothing. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we just weathered the storm and made it on out and nobody was able to expose us, you know, for anything. And that's another peace of mind you should have with being authentic is the fact that no one can expose you. Yeah. Right? Because that ruins the trust that you have with your brand, your audience, other vendors, the whole thing. So yeah. So it's really, there's so many benefits to just being authentic and, you know, figuring out what your roadmap looks like for you mm -hmm. and then buckling down and getting to work. Yeah, that's that. Now you're absolutely right. We, it's so easy. And, and I would say that, you know, as bad as a rap that social media does get, um, there's some benefits to it, but a lot of it is that that comparison. You see somebody else like, oh, they're doing this. They this seems like let me that might be able to fast track what I'm trying to do. But mm -hmm. to your point, like your path is your path. It's already written. So you can fast track if you want to. I guarantee you, you get sat down, slowed up, all of that. And then you'd be like, how? Why? Why aren't I moving? Because you was doing too much. Uh, you was doing hey, too much. And now you need to. Doing too much not enough all at the same <laughs> Listen, time. Listen, <laughs> out of order. You out of order okay that would end up happening then you'd be like I don't, I don't even know like like you said then that's when you get exposed people be wondering and then then if like, i told you it was something about her because you was doing the most you was doing the mm -hmm. most so be yourself authentic to yourself so yeah. king ashley how can the people connect with you how can they figure out yeah yeah she told y'all from intro to seven figures she got you okay like you a beginner or you a big dog she got you like so how can they connect with you um i'm at king ashley ann on all social media platforms um i hang out on i'm i'm gonna keep it a buck i feel like tiktok and youtube are my favorites right now okay <laughs> Even though they're my smaller out of all my platforms, uh, Instagram is my biggest and I'd be over there, mm -hmm. but um, I like YouTube because you're really able to get more in depth with people. Yeah. And I like TikTok because it's so easy to make new friends over there. Um, and it's fun. And they set it up to be very communal with like the stitches, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And also, what I love about TikTok for any of you guys that are listening, y'all didn't ask me. This is unsolicited. <laughs> but please start TikToking. It's so much easier to grow over there and literally you can take your audience from TikTok and get them to come to your YouTube or get them to join yep. your community or get them, you know, whatever is going to be. So just, just give it a college try. You okay? know what it is? Uh, TikTok <laughs> is fun. I think that yeah. that's what it was. You know, like Instagram started out being fun and then it, it became work. <laughs> and then it's like, it became work. And it was like, child, this is too much. Like you Instagram was fun and Facebook ruined it. That's basically, and which is why none of us is on Facebook. Right. <laughs> you got your like, you I have a page on here, right? Like to kind of have the on the platforms. But yeah, I like yeah. TikTok. And you you get to be like for me, like I said, being authentic. Like I get to do my part, but also be funny and silly and be myself and all those things. And they be quick. They, yeah. be, they be moving so you yeah. better catch it you better catch it yeah. well thank you so much king ashley i am so glad that you were able to join us today see look 
the phone was doing order what they're gonna do um i just want to thank you so much for joining us i appreciate you being on here sharing all your tips and these gems y'all make sure y'all uh i'll have all her information in the show notes so that you are able to get connected with her thank you so much one other thing okay okay for everybody with slaying self-doubt podcast um i'm doing my part to combat the false information out there okay i'm I send you a link so you guys can come to a training for free. This is like a $2,500 training, but I want your audience to be able to come for free. Yes. Um, now, now, this is a real training, y'all. This ain't no BS fluffing up <laughs> an hour. I don't play no games. Some of y'all don't know nothing about me. Prepare to have your wig snatched. Okay, oh, okay then. This is like a full, like a real training. So we're going to be together like three or four hours, okay? And let's but go. The- because there's no way I can tell you how to monetize social media and put it in 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to break down the actual systems, the softwares, the tools that you use, how you put stuff together, what should be in your email sequences, how you find your target audience, how you grow a page without any money um, or ads. If you are running ads, what's your best practices? Like we're going through all of it. Okay. Let's go. So- I want to make sure I will make sure that we get you a link. So it's in the show notes. Yes. So that so your audience can come to that for free. Like I'm very intentional about that this year because there's so much BS out here in these social media streets. And, um, you know, I get it. Once you find a mentor or coach or a program or something you want to be in, yes, go and pay mm-hmm. them. People, but you have to have some type of understanding and some type of general knowledge so you don't get out here and get hustled. Yeah. And so was like you know what i was like i'm gonna put together this class i'm gonna do it for free um i'm committed to doing this training at least once a month okay. so i'll make sure you guys get the link and y'all can pull up yes uh, we we listen i'm gonna make sure to be I, i'm gonna be there so i'm gonna make sure that the slay is <laughs> a day okay we we need to know we we all need to know awesome thank you so much ashley you're so welcome have a good night you too All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.